Welcome to the Hatch and Curiosity podcast, where homeschooling families cultivate innovation through curiosity, creativity, and critical thinking. I'm your host, Christina Hatch. You're listening to Getting Started, the first episode in the Starting Homeschool series. In this series, I brought on a co-host, Cami Parks. And what I love about Cami is many things. She is a generous person who sewed thousands of masks for our local communities and first responders here during this last pandemic. She is a entrepreneur like myself who makes darling fabric dolls. And she's also just a really brilliant mind. I love the insight that she brings when we're discussing books and when she's teaching the teenage scholars in our co-op. And so I thought she'd be a really great person to bring on because we play off of each other well and she'll add insight, you know, in places where I might miss. As we get going in this series, what we're trying to do here is really give you guys a launching point for when you start homeschooling. We noticed in our community that there were dozens of people every day for the last month coming onto our local homeschool pages, talking to us in the park, you know, running into us in the grocery store, asking us about how to get started with homeschooling. And a lot of this is due to COVID. There's just a lot of uncertainty right now with what the schools are going to be doing. And some of the schools that have said what they are doing, um, their options just aren't really that appealing for people, <laughs> if we're being really honest here. And this is no discredit to teachers in general or the public school system in general, because honestly, all of us really do have the utmost respect for you guys and what you do. We absolutely adore teachers and love the heart and soul that they put into their work. It's just with these circumstances, some families are having a hard time with wanting to send your kids back to school, not knowing what the safety is going to be, or wanting to keep your kids in a mask all day, or not wanting to do distance learning again after their experience last spring. So people are turning to homeschool as an option and wondering what's entailed with that. And so we figured the best way to reach the most people would be to put together a series where we broke it down into steps so that you guys could know what you needed to get started, starting with what does your state require? Why are you homeschooling? What kind of programs are available to support you? So that's what we're going to cover here in this first episode here in a minute. But beyond that, we're going to go in through this series and talk about choosing a curriculum where we're going to give you guys some key terms so you know what to look up when you're looking up curriculum options. But then also we touch on philosophies of education so that when you read a curriculum and it says that it is Charlotte Mason based, you can have an idea of what that means and what that curriculum will entail. After you know what you're doing for curriculum, you're going to want to start planning out your day and organizing your spaces. So we're going to talk about planning, scheduling, organization, and then dive into the hard parts, the objections that your spouse or neighbors or friends or mom might have about homeschooling or reservations you might have for yourself. A lot of the common questions that have to do with socialization and how your kids are going to be able to interact with other kids or you know, are you qualified to teach your child? There's a lot of concerns that people have going into homeschooling that we're hoping to be able to address and then also give you tips and tricks for helping you know how to homeschool older kids when you've got toddlers in the house that are distracting, right? So we're going to dive into all of that and then come back around to what is truly joyful and beautiful about homeschooling. 
Now, you may notice on this podcast that this is not my first episode. I typically run a podcast aimed towards homeschoolers who have been homeschooling about a year or two and are looking to dive a little bit deeper into homeschooling philosophies and um, different methods that they can use with homeschooling. So it's a little bit heavier stuff. But this series is entirely dedicated to the first year homeschooler, whether you've been planning on homeschooling all along and you're ready to dive in with your kindergartner this year, or whether you kind of have been curious about homeschooling and you figured this is a great year to give it a shot, or you don't want to homeschool at all, but it feels like the best option and you're gonna send them right back to public school as soon as you feel safe after this pandemic. Anyway you dice it, this episode is for you to help give you a launching point to get started. So that said, let's dive right in to this first episode, my conversation with Cami Parks as we talk about what you need to know to get started. Hi, I'm Christina. And I'm Cami. And if you're here, then that means that you have decided to homeschool or at least considering it. And we are happy to have you and help you figure out how to get started. Yeah, definitely. First of all, we just really want you to know that you can do this. There are so many different styles and ways to homeschool, and I know that it seems overwhelming or maybe not what you want to do, but it's going to be so great, and you can do it. And the great thing about homeschooling is that you can make it work for you. So if you're a working mom and you are just busy and need to figure out how to fit it into your day, we can help you make that happen. If you're a stay-at-home mom and you just really want to enjoy the full experience of homeschooling and do crafts with your kids and read to them and snuggle them and have adventures, great. You can make it look however you want it to look. And we're going to help you figure out the steps to go about to make that happen for you. So the first thing we're going to have you do if you are interested in following along with a worksheet, because in our second episode, when we talk about curriculum, we're going to go over a lot of key terms and you might want to make some notes on that as you go. Um, We have a worksheet available for you that you can follow along and keep notes on if you'd like over at hatchingcuriosity.com. And then you'll just find it in the blog under starting homeschool. In this episode, this time though, we're gonna go ahead and cover the first steps to get you started and just launch off from there. So step one, what does your state require? We don't wanna be breaking any laws here. Step two, why do you want to homeschool? A simple question that packs a powerful punch. Step three, different funding programs available to you, just so you know what your options are and the support that's available to you. And lastly, how homeschooling is a little bit different during COVID. And speaking of COVID, I think it's really important to know if you're homeschooling for COVID and planning to go back to public school after this year, or if this is going to be the start of a homeschool journey and the first year of many. If you are homeschooling for COVID, then you really might want to consider using a program that tracks state standards and testing. This way you can keep up on track with their grade level, And then when you move back into the next grade level, it'll it'll flow a little better and be less stress. But just know that every single parent in the country is going through this right now and that this is not a typical year. There's going to be a lot of grace in what is expected of you and of your children when you go back. And if you really don't want to use any kind of program and still do your own thing, you can always find the state standards online. Okay, so let's get started with step one. You know, what does your state require? This is really step one because every state is different and has their own legislation on homeschooling laws. So some states 
require that you take attendance each day or that you submit work samples. Some states just require that you file an affidavit with your school district. Other states want you to actually sit down and meet with a teacher at the end of the year and go over what you learned that year. So there's a lot of different laws in different states. And I think the very best way to go about that is to go to this website called Homeschool Legal Defense Aid. So what is that? www.hslda.com? Dot org. Mm -hmm. Dot org. That's important. Hslda.org. Yeah, and they have a list of every single state and what is required. And they will, and you can go through that and then figure out what you need to do to stay in compliance with your state. Another really great way, find another homeschool mom in your state and ask her what to do. We're all here to help you and we want to help you. Absolutely. The homeschooling communities all across this country are just phenomenal. Just great people mm -hmm. with really generous hearts. So I, that's one thing that you'll love as you get more into homeschooling is getting to know your local homeschool community. Yeah. Another thing to pay attention to also is state standards for each grade, especially going back to if you're COVID homeschooling, you know, especially if you're going to go back to public school that the next year because you're going to want to know what state standards you need to cover that year and that is done through a really simple easy google search we live in idaho so i just typed into google idaho state education standards it was the first link that popped up i was able to click on it look at it by subject and by grade it was really easy to find and just to make sure that i have my money where my mouth is i looked up another like 15 or so states just to make sure it was that easy and every single state I looked up, it's that easy. Just Google it, that state, state education standards, and you'll find kind of what your state requires each grade to teach. And one thing too, when you start looking at those standards, the language can be uh, something you may not be used to with the terms that they use for defining the standards. But if you, I found that, you know, just taking the time to read through it, it was pretty easy to decode once you got used to it. Um, if you are overwhelmed with the way that they word these standards and are like, what do they mean by that? Um, another really great resource we're going to talk about here in a minute is some of these funding programs where they have support teachers and then also will like break down those standards into layman's terms for you as well. Yes, and it's so nice to have. But before we get going into all of these different programs that we have available to support you as you start off on this homeschooling journey, we're going to go on to step number two, which is why you want to homeschool. Yeah, and this question is so important. This is going to give you direction, vision, all of the different things. It just helps you so much to know exactly what you're doing, or maybe not exactly, but it'll at least help it make it more clear for you to have a direction to go. One of the things that it really helps you with is knowing why you want to homeschool is to help you narrow down the curriculum and plan your school year. So when you're asking yourself why you want to homeschool, you're just going to kind of do a brain dump. You're going to list out all the reasons why it appeals to you, some of the fears that you have, just let it all go, write it all out on the paper, and then kind of go back and look for some themes. And then once you figure out, oh, okay, I'm noticing that some of the main reasons I want to homeschool is because I want to spend more time with my kids or because I don't really like the options that the schools have available to us this year or because, you know, it, it'll start showing you what it is about homeschooling that's appealing to you. And then from there, you can kind of create a vision for what you want to create in your home. 
And it's having that, knowing why you're doing it and having that vision that's going to shape what curriculums you choose and how you lay out your day and how you lay out your school year. Yeah, exactly. It's just going to help you. It's going to set you up for success. I mean, just, it's going to help you really know. And another big perk to knowing your why, it's going to help you through the hard times. We are not here to sugarcoat it for you. Homeschooling is tough. Sometimes it's like it's, parenting on steroids. <laughs> it really is. And it's, it's all the things, you know, it's so beautiful and it's so wonderful. And some days you just, you know, feel like you're going to burst with happiness by how much you're accomplishing and the relationship you're building with your kids. And then other days you want to lock yourself in your bedroom with a bucket of ice cream and cry yourself to sleep because it's so hard. <laughs> and so, you know, homeschooling, or finding your why is just going to help you get through those hard days. You're going to go back and remember, oh, yes, I am homeschooling because this is a better option for my children right now. You know, for me, I often have to tell myself I am homeschooling because I'm giving my children the opportunities that I don't feel they would have elsewhere. And that really helps me get through it. Those days where I just feel like we got nothing done. Nobody was listening to me. And I'm at my breaking point. So that why is so crucial to find. And, you know, we're not going to leave you with no tools in your tool belt either. Having been around the block a time or two and knowing many, many other homeschooling families, there are some tips and tricks to help get through those hard times. And we're definitely going to cover those in a later episode so that you feel better equipped and not so overwhelmed or daunted by this. But it's just good to know why you're doing it so you have a clear vision which will give you some peace and some clarity as you're mudding through all of the information coming at you as you start looking into homeschooling. And just one more quick thing about the why. Sit down with your kids and ask your kids their why and try to find a family vision for it too because your year will go a lot smoother if, it is, if this is something that you embark on with your children. Absolutely. That helps a ton with buy-in and also gives a lot of insight into what's going to work best for them, as well as what's going to work best for you. So now that you know your why, let's move into step three, which is choosing a program. There are so many different kinds of programs that will help you to achieve your goal. You know, you could go through a state-funded program. There's a lot of state online charter schools. You could go through a private program. You can just do your own thing. There's a lot of different ways to go about this. And once you've found your why, you're going to be able to narrow it down to which program will fit the best for you. So for state programs, there are a lot of different state charter schools. Most states have quite a few. Any state charter school that you go through, you're going to have to do state testing and there's going to be some kind of proof of work required. And they will all provide some sort of curriculum. It's a requirement that they provide a curriculum to you. Now, a big difference between these two different types of schools is whether you have to use their curriculum or if you can choose your own. So the first kind where they choose curriculum are the K-12 programs, Connections Academies. Every single state has K-12. So you know you have that option available to you. And so okay. this is like the first tier of homeschooling programs. They're going to be like the most intensive where they give you all of the curriculum, but then they also 
require that you follow all of that curriculum and follow up with you on it and put you on a schedule. And so this one gives you the least amount of freedom and the most amount of accountability, but also it kind of takes the pressure off you for planning and organizing and all the steps that go involved with homeschooling. So it's the most open and go option there is available to you. However, along with that comes more accountability um, and requirements from, from you to follow through on what they're giving you as well. Yeah, and more time restraints as well. You're going to have to follow their schedule. You have to have your child in front of the computer when it's time for an online lesson. So if you're someone who wants more freedom to pick your own schedule, then you might want to go with this next level of schooling, which they're still state funded, but these ones will let you choose your own curriculum. They'll, they'll have a free one available but they will let you choose your own. You create your own schedule. Parents teach the individual lesson. There's not very many online lessons with other teachers. And the other nice thing about these kind of programs is typically you get an allotment of money to you. The program I use here in Idaho gives us $1,700 a year per kid. And you can use those funds to fund your curriculum, extracurricular activities, adventures. There's quite a few different ways that you can spend that money as long as it ties back into the education plan that you've set for your kids. Absolutely. And the good thing about this program is even though you still have to do state testing and you still have to follow the state standards, they actually provide you with a support teacher too, so that you can ask them questions and help get direction on curriculum and help get direction on the state standards and things like that. So that if you have any like questions or concerns and kind of want a mentor to walk you through this, you have somebody assigned to you to help you with that process. Um, they also provide usually a lot of field trips and other activities outside of the home as well. Although I don't know how many of those will be provided during this, you know, pandemic season. But it's just another great resource that they offer along with um, the funding is also the services that they offer with it as well. Yeah. So if that's something that interests you, I would just recommend Google and just typing in state online charter schools in whatever state you live in. And a lot of options will come up. This will just give you an idea of what you're looking for. If you're looking for something that's very structured that you don't have to plan you don't have to worry about curriculum, then you're going to look for something like K-12. If you want something more hands-off where you get to do more of the planning, then you're going to look for one of those more parent-led types of schools. Because we live in Utah and Idaho, those are the programs I'm most familiar with. So in Idaho, we have Tech Trap Academy, Harmony, Overture, and those are all in Utah as well and in quite a few other states. So I think my big answer is just go to the internet and start Googling. <laughs> Right. And so it's just knowing what to Google, right? So you could Google online charter schools. You could Google funding for homeschooling in XYZ state, right? So it's just kind of looking, you're going to be looking for funding for your homeschooling. And then typically that's where these programs will pop up on a Google search for you. Another great resource too, which we kind of hit on before, is to go onto Facebook and look for local homeschooling groups. So you're going to want to look at, you know, homeschooling in Idaho, or for us, we even have like homeschooling in Pocatello or homeschooling in Southeast Idaho. Yeah. Yeah. And those are great ways because then you're going to find people who are in your area who already know all the homeschooling laws. They know about the programs. They know what's available and you can ask there. And like Christina said earlier, we're all here to help you out. And we, you know, homeschooling 
mamas are just the best kind of mamas and we want to make this successful for you. All of us homeschool parents are cheering and rooting for you right now. Absolutely. Cause we know how hard this is. I, I remember when this initially hit back in March and April and then everybody was sent home just like over the, a week's amount of time. And they're like flabbergasted <laughs> as to what they were going to do. And I felt so much compassion because I had three years to plan my homeschooling journey before I got started. And so for my, you know, family looking in, oh, it's so seamless. Well, no, that was three years worth of pep, prep work. You had no weeks worth of prep work. Yeah, you had and so <laughs> nothing. You know what I mean? and, and teachers, parents, administrators oh. alike were all just thrown into it basically over a weekend. Yeah. It's like one day we were in school and the next day it was all shut. Yes. Hats off to you. And that's one of the things I do want to touch on too, is that homeschooling during COVID is going to be a lot different than homeschooling, you know, during normal circumstances. And the way that a lot of people are thrown into distance learning has put kind of a distaste for it. um, I think in a lot of people's mouth when they associate distance learning with homeschooling. But the fact of the matter is that there are two distinct things um, because distance learning is public schooling at home and homeschooling is kind of creating that um, atmosphere of education in your home and creating a plan for your children's education that is more directed by you. Yeah, definitely. That's, I mean, honestly, that's what I love most about homeschooling is that we're able to just choose our own flow for our days, for our weeks you know, for our entire year. And we get to, if we want to change it up a little, we can change it. If we want to stick with the course we already set, we just keep on chugging along. And so it's great. So another option you have, if you don't want to go with one of these state funded programs where you want really true freedom for your schedule and true freedom for your curriculum and really want to be able to create something, you know, unique for your children. A lot of times people will choose this option if they are traveling a lot, which once again is not probably going to happen during this pandemic season. But, you know, there are people who hop in an RV and, you know, travel the country and just do their school in, from their RV, but they wouldn't be able to do that if they had like a set schedule to follow, right? They have to be able to exactly. be flexible in that. And so- Which or, is my dream. I dream right? of I know. RV I think we schooling all someday. <laughs> we all do. The call of the adventures is just so strong. <laughs> I know. It's wonderful. Or another option is, you know, if, you know, as athletes, you know, or movie stars or, you know, just- whatever. I don't know what your circumstances are. Those are pretty outlandish examples. But my point is that being able to homeschool independently without a program sometimes is the best fit for your family. So for me, I just don't like being told what to do. Like I want to do my own thing the way I want to do it when I want to do it. And so I don't use a program and I just pull my curriculum from the resources available and I make my schedule for what works for me for that season. And I forward with that. And so I just wanted to mention that there is the option of not following a program as well. And that can be pretty intimidating for first year homeschoolers or people just starting out, but it is an option that thousands of people do every year. And so one of the ways you're going to keep yourself on track, if that's one of your concerns as you're going into this adventure where you'd like the freedom, you know, that appeals to you, the freedom of being able to do truly whatever you want, but then you still kind of want to make sure you're on track is when you're looking at curriculums and you're looking at a plan Um, you're going to want to look at the scope and sequence. So the scope is going to tell you what's covered in that curriculum and the sequence is going to tell you the order with which it's covered. And a lot of times when you're looking at curriculums, they're going to also offer you tests and quizzes and things like that to be able to evaluate where your child is at. 
So you can still kind of keep them on track and keep moving them along without having to have it tied to a specific state standard. Yeah, definitely. You know, once again, going back to that why. Why is because you work in the mornings and your child is now online learning and so you really only have time to school in the afternoon, you might look at doing your own thing and then being able to just do it in the schedule that fits for you. I have a friend and actually her husband works nights and so their whole family stays up late and then they sleep in in the mornings and then they do school in the afternoon because that's the way it fits for them. And so it's, yeah, it's just so important. We keep going back to the why, but that's because it is so necessary to know why you're doing this. (laughs) Absolutely. So I just to touch on a few more things, you know, homeschoolers are very used to being able to get out and go do things during whatever time of day they want to, (laughs) you know, but we're very used to having our co-ops and extracurricular activities and piano lessons and sports. And so just remember that if it's not as looking the way you thought homeschooling would always look, remember that it's different for us too, because we're all kind of wondering, you know, do I put my kids in, in lessons this year? Do we do sports this year and so that's one way where homeschooling COVID is really different for us right now too. But with all the changes with COVID, homeschooling is one way that you can add peace and joy and stability, a certain level of certainty in uncertain times. And that's one of the really joyful reasons to walk this path. So thank you for listening today. I am so excited that you guys have joined us and are interested to learn more about homeschooling. I hope that you will continue on with us in our next episode as we talk about curriculum and how to choose curriculum. If you have older kids in junior high or high school, you're going to want to check out the bonus episode that we have right after this one, where we dive into diplomas, GEDs, going back to school after the pandemic. So if you have older ones, check out that bonus episode. And if not, join us back for our next episode as we talk about choosing a curriculum. Thank you guys for listening. And as always, stay curious.